Hospital podcast number 52, I do believe. Welcome one and all. And I'm in the company of a man who also wears glasses. But he's a bit fitter than me. We all know him as Blame. How you doing, Tony? Yeah, I'm doing very, very well, thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, it's lo- lovely for you to grace us with your presence, my dear. Well, I couldn't say no, could I? No, man, nice. Um, this is this is your tune, Hindsight, playing us in. Uh, that's actually out two days ago, I do believe. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. Yeah, that's right. Um, on the Friendly Fire EP. And uh, I just want to, want to say, absolutely love the tune. Thanks. I mean, even when I was making it, I always kind of had hospital in mind for this one. So it was perfect when you guys picked up on it. And uh, yeah, it just all worked out really well. I was just like, I did my first set for about five months at Hospitality last week and uh, played this and it went off big time. And it's oh, like, it's, it's one of those tunes, it's like, it's quite mellow when you listen to it. If you yeah. play it out, it sounds huge. Well, I kind of tried it at 4am in there as well and it, it worked at that time and it's quite a rare thing really when you go for a slightly deeper vibe that the crowd kind of pick up on it in those big raves, so... I just think it was, uh, I don't know what the combination is. If I knew, I'd be turning them out every week, you know, churning them out, but... If only it was that yeah, easy. Yeah. I wish it was uh, paint by numbers, but there's something about the uh, the magic in the music somewhere, I guess. I mean, there are there are a few producers who do do it by numbers, um, obviously naming no names. Yep. Um, and, and it's a shame, because you, you can't keep sort of recreating the same formula over and over. No, and the thing is there's something that we all got into this music for and that was the innovation and pushing things forward and even taking a step back to move forwards but still bringing something new in all the tracks absolutely that's very very well put I think if you do try and just recreate the same formula then you're just cheating yourself really you know you're, you're, you're doing yourself out of a, a proper future and the other thing is you know you're in the studio like sometimes seven days a week you know when you're, you're working on a project how can you just sit there churning out the same beats, the same sounds, over and over again? It's like, you know, drive you crazy. Totally agree. Right. Why are you called Blame? Well, that's I've, I've been known as Blame for probably 20-odd years, so I'm showing my age now. Was it your fault or was it someone else's? Well, it was always someone else's fault. I mean, at, at, at school, whatever happened, I'd be sitting there, you know, quietly in the corner, minding my own business. All of a sudden, I'm sent out of the class. You know, I, I wasn't doing anything, and it just kind of followed me throughout life, and ever since then, I've been known as Blame. Is it still always your fault? Well, I think since I got a bit older, I shaved the hair, I've got the glasses on, I've got a bit more of a refined look going on, so it seems to have calmed down a bit. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> right, if this, mix, if this mix goes wrong, it's your fault. It's my fault. They're both your tunes. <laughs> Pressure's on. Something work there in the wrong key. That's your fault. <laughs> 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 
about to play this. This, this was uh, the first tune you released with us. And um, last year, this was like early last year, I did the Good Vibrations tour in Australia. Um, and this was the biggest tune oh, that's of, of, of the tour for me. It was like absolutely mental. It's just such a classic, classic piece of like peak time, you know, big tune this, but still holding all the quality. I'm glad you feel like that. Uh, for me, this was the track that I can kind of put on and straight away it takes me back to uh, the time I made it sort of with Pedge. And it, I don't know, the, the track came together really fast, just the riff. It was like, in one go, that's it, that's it, you know. But it was actually finishing the track off that seemed to take a long time. And it was the same with Hindsight, really. You get the, the original groove locked down straight away and then it's about two weeks to kind of put the fine tunings in there. But I think... Okay. There. <laughs> yeah, I find um, with music, when you kind of get that little riff happening straight away, sometimes that's kind of the vibe you've captured at the time. And you could be slaving away for weeks and weeks and you might not get that. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny making tunes. Uh, never, wo- I- never works the same way twice, does it? I wish I... Sometimes I wake up and I think... I know what it is, I know the formula. Go do it and then it's like for about three weeks, can't do anything. So, are you hardware or software? I'm uh, a bit of both really. I've still got all my old hardware since and I've just um, apologised to my Roland Juno for not switching her on for a few t- few years. So, uh, that's back in the setup and I've got some really cool stuff happening out of her. What's that, Juno 106 or 60? Uh, the Alpha Juno. Alpha Juno. Yeah, because I was. Um, you know, over the years, I always remember the Prodigy used to have them, and that's where the classic Mentasm sounds from. Absolutely. So, I, I, you know, I ordered a couple of them off eBay, and uh, away you go. It's really, I mean, if a lot of these new kids, have, you know, had one now, they'd be like, what the hell's this guy doing? You know, there's only like a couple of sounds on there, but some of those sounds are timeless. You're a DJ that loves um, mixing in keys, so I don't know what's going to go on with this next track. I'm exempt from that when I'm podcasting, as most people will know, and mixing in time. I imagine you have to speed this one up so much that you don't know what key it's going to end up in. God knows, I really haven't got a clue. So what's coming up? Well, this is my very first track. It's kind of what put my name on the map. Uh, It's called Music Takes You. I made it in 1990, so that's going back a few years now. And uh, this one's the one that's got all my special memories, I think. And all you new drum and bass fans out there, this is going to sound pretty slow. This used to sound fast one day. Once upon a time, this was really fast. People were like, how'd you dance to this? We'll give a big uh, shout out to Seal. Funnily enough, when we first, uh, when I first. Uh, got this out there, Seal was going to sing over the top of it. Oh, mate. But what happened was, uh, 
his manager um, said, look, you've just come off the back of a damn ski. You're starting to do it, you know, the kiss from a rose was going in the new Batman film. And he was like, do you really want to be on rave music again? So his manager kind of put a stop to it. But at the time, you know, Warners were kind of talking to Cecile and it was all like that and I couldn't believe what was happening. He was all up for it. Yeah, but this is the classic example of music. I did not have a clue what I was doing. It took me four hours, got in the top 40. I'm 17 years old, having a time of my life. And then for the next year, I'm just sort of going crazy, drinking, partying every night, didn't make another track. Woke up one day, went to get some money out of the wall, access denied. Okay, maybe I better sort of uh, take music a bit seriously now. Well, I mean, you know, you still look about 17, so <laughs> it can't have damaged you that much. Well, I think, uh, luckily for me, I had this sort of uh, track out when I was really young. So even though um, I've kind of aged a bit a bit better, I think. Right, we just talked over most of that, so uh, I think we've got to have it again oh. without the dialogue. <laughs> Blame, music takes you, the original mix. Out the arrangement though it keeps changing constantly it's never the same for like 16 bars is it I re- you know I was meditating back then and I was really strategizing on how I wanted this arrangement to be but to be honest it was all over the show but that's what I mean that's that's beautiful really because part of the problem with drum and bass at the moment and I'm not one of those people who goes oh drum and bass is shit at the moment yeah. I love it but um, there is a kind of like there's a pressure to just get the best rolling section sounding as good as it can be and then base your whole tune around that. yeah definitely and you have an intro with a drop and then the main body and then a, a breakdown and then 
then you roll and, it a bit you know and you finish you've got to have your hi-hats right at the beginning so the DJs can mix it and stuff yeah and I, I, you know I, I was chatting to um, a few people the other day and it was like you might have crafted this like amazing landscape of, a, of, of an intro and then you've got some guy smashing her hi-hats all through it it's like that just wouldn't happen you know but then it's like well if you don't do that they're not going to play it and it's, a, it's just a real tricky one so um, but the arrangements do have to kind of step up I think I think people forget that without music there would be no DJs therefore music is more important than DJs very true so producers don't worry about DJs who are going to play your music when you're making it just make it as you want it to be go from something old to something brand new. What, what are we going for? The uh, the brand new CD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the one with the kind of like the Kurosawa type intro. Here we go. Well, this is uh, the exact case of hi-hats, you know. There's some thunder, some samurai, you know. Don't put hi-hats okay, on okay. please. <laughs> a big crash at the beginning. That's why I was trying to find the most authentic Japanese and, you know, Far Eastern percussions on here to keep it authentic. We'll discuss, we'll discuss the ins and outs in a little while. Let's listen to this, something brand new from Blame. What label, etc. This uh, is called Hero, and it's going to be the first release on uh, a new music that I've, uh, a new label I've cunningly called Blame Music. Blame Music, yeah. I like what you did there. Well, it does what it says on the tin. But I mean, what, what what's wrong with 720? Why, why why a new label? Well, I found that um, 
whatever I seem to do on 720, the the fans always seem to go, no, look, we want us, we want this kind of deeper sound, we want the more musical sound. And I kind of, you know, when you're in the studio so much, there's a lot of different kind of ideas kicking around. And I thought, well, why not start another little project that I can put my more experimental, orchestral, kind of slightly more edgier kind of beats on, and just kind of, you know, try and keep. Um, keep the punters happy in a way, so there's different outlets for a slightly different style. Really like this. We're going to have to have a word with Tomahawk because he had this for you guys a good few weeks ago. A lot of people want to work with Tomahawk at the moment. I still haven't forgiven him for deconstructing my ping pong table. <laughs> well, I did hear that you were the, uh, the man to be. Actually, me and Tom played our first game in badminton on Monday. The first competitive game, yes? Yeah. Since you're back from the injury. Yeah, and I won. I couldn't... Well, we went to the pub afterwards and I couldn't lift my pint. I reckon, <laughs> honestly, I was paralysed on my right arm. Quite I, scary. I think you probably were faking that injury and you were in some secret, like, badminton training camp in, like, the Nevada desert. That's what it was. The drum and bass rock and roll live stuff. Look, look, have a look at my scarf. I'm not telling you where that is. Yeah, that's, that's where they inserted the badminton uh, chip. Exactly. See, drum and bass rock and roll lifestyle, a bit of badminton after like a, a wicked session of hospitality. else from the Friendly Fire EP Makoto and Tack Voyager Friendly Fire out this week you can buy it in physical or digital format from hospitalrecords.com or your favourite outlet
while the mighty Blame is, is digging through his bag to queue up the next little piece of goodness. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you very much to everyone who came down to heaven. Absolutely mental. I know I keep saying it, and like people who never come to our events probably think I'm just full of it and lying. That was the best and busiest one yet. That that and night is the best in London without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, thanks, mate. You're not saying that because we book you on a regular basis, are you? No, well, I mean, the first time I played there was last year, and I actually, it actually blew me away. It was amazing, and uh, the crowd there was so receptive to hearing just good music, which sometimes, you know, I'm not hating on London or anything, but sometimes it's, you know, it's a bit tricky to really, really get the um, response from the music you love. Yeah, it is nice to, in, in room one, you can stand up there, Kind of play what you want, really, as long as you know, as long as you're not very, very stupid. Well, you can play a wide range of music and it will go off. And you know, what I love is I love music and I love beats and bass lines. And kind of, as long as you kind of keep the formula to you know, to dance floor kind of music, but you know, with the music you love, it's just you know, you can play whatever you like. I was very pleased because we sorted out our crowd problems that we had in November, so everything ran very smoothly, although there was a little bit of a ruckus with people trying to get out to smoke and, uh, and the smoking area was full so apologies if anyone su- suffered nicotine withdrawal symptoms for 15 minutes I'm really sorry you should be giving free Nicorette patches out with every entrance if I, if I was a smoker and a raver I'd just go on Nicorette for the night <laughs> I don't understand why people don't do that come on you need to think ahead or even <gasps> give up well uh, couldn't be uh, you can't be seen to be saying that can you oh, we're called hospital we can. Well, I don't like to say what this, uh, these two decks and this CD player is on at the moment, but it's some kind of operating table and it's a bit kind of freaking me out. Yeah, if you want to know what it looks like, have a look at Plastic Surgery 2. It's on the cover of that. From the elder, more responsible producer from Cambridge, i.e. not logistics or comics. This is uh, from the New Time Medical History album that's out this week. Digital download only. It's a track called Mission Control. And if you check this album, if you love New Time's music, you're going to email us and say, why isn't that out on vinyl and CD and stuff? And it's like... New Time make too much good music, basically. And we can't release it all on physical format. Sad but true. This is Mission Control. People, the uh, the much vaunted hospital production page is ready to go live. We're just waiting for Newtown sample pack to be completed. 
He's finished his bit, which is getting all the program information encoded. So you will, will be able to play it on your soft sampler of choice. Hopefully it'll go live next week. So hold tight. Medical History album contains 14 tracks such as Mission Control, Angel Eyes, Soul Flower, Cross Talk, Is It Alive, Flip Top, Missing Link VIP, Kitchen Sink, the alternative mix of Heaven Sent, Mind on the Run, Mrs. Jones, a lot of people have been after that one, On the Corner, The Wave and the Acapella of System. out now on iTunes and the shop at hospitalrecords.com and all responsible digital retailers. Emphasis on responsible. call a radio mix yes very professional no one's actually developed a, a unique podcast style of mixing yet so we'll just steal from radio I'm planning to use that style uh, at the weekend wicked what is this for your radio show then you're you're getting a plug in there for come no, on no come no on, come no. On. no my future gigs oh right okay life a lot easier wouldn't it for those that don't know this is solar bird when was this out uh, this was out a couple of years ago and it was uh, probably um, one of my most uh, popular tracks in the last few years it's just got the old catch is, that, is it only two years ago no it's probably about three actually isn't it? I think it was yeah. yeah I'm still trying to keep my age down Tony 
Time compresses as you get older, you know. synth on top. It's kind of a combination that shouldn't really work as well with the old um, 70s kind of wah-wah guitars on there. It's just fusing that with like futuristic synths. should never really worked but it just seems to all fit in properly. No, it's, it's, it is a standout piece of funk exploitation, isn't it? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> right, when I get home I'm going to reach for this. Sounds really good right now. Oh, we can sign it. Riley's given me a big list of things to read out on the wall. I've already got through any of them. So, uh, our good friends, the Utah Saints up in Leeds, have, uh, have got their single out. And you probably know about it because it's in the charts. It's called Something's Good. But more importantly, the High Contrast remix is out this week. More important to our drum and bass lovers. So go and purchase that. Let's get the Utah Saints to number one. The man like High Contrast also has his mix album, Watch the Ride, on Harmless Recordings. That's out this week. He's on fire, and you can see what his mixing's like as well. Very, very good album. High Contrast just back from his Good Vibrations tour in Australia. Word on the street, big success. Next episode of Hospitality is already underway. It's at Heaven. It's on the 23rd of May 2008. Andy C, High Contrast, London Electricity, DJ Die, Commercial Suicide taking over Room 2. Yes. Early birds have actually sold out now in record time. So uh, normal tickets will be on sale in advance as you hear this. They are limited to 750 units, so they will sell out quickly.
You're getting the hang of this radio mixing. That's, I am on time. That sounded smooth. I think from now on, most artists um, that you know should do a little radio mix kind of finish. Forget the hi hats and all the kind of standard stuff on the intro. A little radio mix echo out just for the uh, podcast. I agree with that wholeheartedly. This is called Apocalypto, and this is the, uh, the flip side of your Blame Music 001 release. Yeah, just um, something a little different again, you know, a bit of a kind of uh, dirty groove going on, and the, the, you know, the old school sounding bells, my kind of flavour. to the hospital podcast and um, now normally in every podcast I, I play at least one demo that's been sent into the hospital dubs inbox I'm not playing any demos this week and I'll tell you why I'm on strike yeah yeah I was like so I'm working on my album at the moment and I had a real kind of like creative sort of like two days where I went mental and finished a few things and stuff last week and then Friday I was really worn out so I thought oh, I better listen to some demos and I went through I had about three weeks worth of demos to go through in a, in a folder and uh, over half of them were were like basically all I can say is trance drum and bass and like really really horrible trance drum and bass now you know don't, don't take offence to people who made these tracks but don't send me music that sounds like trance okay because I don't like it and it made me suicidal you know what I find as well? It's a really, really hard balance being a producer that's trying to, you know, work on music. You know, you've got all these ideas going on and you've got to listen to demos. Sometimes, you know, there is great music out there, but I, I get these people send me messages. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've just uh, got a copy of Reason and I've been producing for three weeks. Can you hear my de- my album? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not being horrible, but I don't, I'm not even going to listen to it. People it, don't realise how time-consuming it is listening to, and to loads sucked, and loads of music. It sucks the life out of you, and then by the time you finish listening to it, you think you haven't got, you know, but you may as well forget going in the studio. This isn't a hate-up on, on new producers making new music. If, if you're a new producer making new music, please send it um, first to me, and then if I don't like it, send it to Blame. Yeah, I think it's, no, no, more, it's more like take your time, get the sound you're happy with, because it's so easy to just quickly like bounce something down and fire it over within about yeah, half easy. an hour. And on, on that tip, because I've been, I've been doing this for nearly two years now, the podcast, and uh, we've had the demo inbox open all that time, and it's been wicked. We have some amazing music coming through. But 
there was, there's about half a dozen producers who send two tracks every two weeks and I've never played any of them so if you're one of those producers just sit down and think are you doing yourself a favour by saturating me with your music that maybe I'm not feeling whereas maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder sometimes so in other words if, if you're those people stop sending me your tunes think about you know maybe developing a little bit and then and send a tune in six months you know you know you've got to try and carve you've got to A&R your demos yourself sometimes carve a bit of an identity get your sound going you know because there's so many things like you put a track out then you get an influx of, of uh, demos sounding exactly like the last release yeah uh, that's true too and like I keep trying to point it out but don't make a demo for hospital make a demo for yourself and then send it to whoever you want but like you know don't make tunes for other people it's like we were saying earlier don't make tunes for DJs you know, that's right exactly I've got a feeling it might be time to to draw this to a close actually that's gone fast I was enjoying myself how long how long have we been doing this I'm not sure but uh, well like you said time kind of starts changing as you get well, older yeah it does could have been five minutes could have been four hours well, if time compresses when you're getting older, it means that time flies faster for me than it does for you. So it might only be 20 <laughs> minutes, I don't know. But that's getting pretty deep, saying it's going to change the... You know, the time will have gone faster for you than me, so yeah. I haven't got a clue how long it's it'll be weird, doing it now. I'm just going to knit round, round, round the desk and have a look at the cube base, see what the clock says. Hold on. Two minutes, bang on. Now, uh, a certain young man from Bath called, well, not that young anymore, Danny Bird, has uh, has finished his album. Good stuff. Big yes, up Danny. to Danny Bird. Big up, mate. And uh, he just done a VIP of Shock Out. Here it is. He's going to kill me for playing Boom. it. Yes, Danny. Takes me back to the old uh, voodoo magic at Equinox. You can tell he went back to his Akai for this tune, can't you? Did he actually dig out the old Akai? Yep. Wow. Big ups, Danny. I need to uh, dust the old emu off, but it's those zip discs. I don't think I could fathom ever having to load those zip discs again. Through my head in. Waiting two minutes per sample. Oh my god. And then it doesn't load. Disc error. Having to have multiple backups of floppy discs. The backups that take a whole room to store them. The moany old cunts of drum and bass. <laughs> Now the reason I'm allowed to play this Even though I'm not allowed to play this Is that I'm bigging up Danny Bird's production seminar April the 12th and 13th It's in London, Westminster somewhere. 
about loads of different aspects of not only making drum and bass, but electronic music in general. Program, making bass, notes, dealing with samples. Recording vocals at home, now that's a good one. Arrangement, mixing and mastering. Chopping up the Amon. It features two guests, Henry from Dub Studio. also Utah Jazz and of course Danny Shockout Bird himself and also um, I've just uh, done a little Q&A for Danny Bird's production website as well have you now yeah so a few tips uh, well he's mainly asking me what's going on what am I cooking up in the kitchen so uh, I don't, don't really think he wanted to know much about tracks well, I'm, sure, I'm sure Danny will talk about studio snacks as well yeah. well you know like Avalon, for the prime example, most of the time was spent in the 24-hour Tesco's. Buying what exactly? Well, for me, I was trying to be on a health tip, but Pedro's a big fan of his chicken, so there was quite a lot of uh, chicken going on. That makes sense. Danny, it's all about kebabs. Well, he told me he's had a BLT every day for the last uh, five years, and it hasn't done him any harm, so... uh, Yes, it has. (laughs) If it makes him make tracks like Shock Out, I think I'm going to get back on that the explain, BLTs. That explains everything. Big ups, Danny. Shock yes, Danny. Right, we better stop this. Okay. Matey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Tony. Wicked Thanks, time. Thank very man. much for coming down. No problem. You've been in the company of Blame. A proper legend. There aren't many in drum and bass, but this man is one of them. Oh, thanks so much. Good to be here. We're out. <laughs>